Good morning and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. In only two months, guys, we have grown to 10,000 monthly listeners. Wow, blows my mind. And I just wanted to say thank you so much. I get hundreds of messages every day saying how much this podcast is helping people. So if I could ask whatever application you may be listening to this on, Spotify, Apple, Amazon or anywhere else, if you could please give me a five star rating, it will really help push the podcast so that we can help even more people. My goal is to be reaching 50,000 monthly listeners by the end of the year and you guys can directly help me achieve that. Anyway, enjoy the following episode. Hey, Ulls, whenever you're ready, ask me your question. Well, I I was uh, married in September 2018. Yeah. And uh, it was a same-sex marriage. We separated in uh, July 2021. And since the separation, we've had hardly any communication. Um, I started the divorce process on the 4th of January. And because I, I don't have any idea where my ex is living, she doesn't want me to know... Um, I try, I'm trying to do it all by email, um, but I'm guessing that they can't get in touch with it by email. All I've got is her email address and her phone number. Right. And I don't know where to go from here. So what have the court actually said, or have they said nothing? Um, I did, I've got um, a case number, and they responded a few weeks after I applied, yeah. and said, have I got proof that this is the actual email address? Yeah. And I said, I couldn't prove it, but I know it's the only email address that she used. Have and you? I sent them her phone number as well. So so the proof would be that you have received an email from her, from that address. Would you have that? I, no, I haven't got it. I haven't got anything. So how do you know that's her email address if you've never received an email from her? Um, because it's she's she's used my computer yeah. before now. Yeah. And as I type her name, it comes up. But oh, we never really sent each other's emails. I see. And have you tried to send her an email and she hasn't answered you? Um, sometimes I've sent... I mean, I've got her phone number and I've sent her messages, but very often she will not answer. And have you tried sending her an email? Um, no, I haven't, actually. I would I would try sending her an email um, and see yeah. if she responds to that. If, I mean, if you don't get a bounce back, it, it's going somewhere... Um, I, I yeah. would do that first because if you do get a response from her, then that's proof that her email works. The court just want to be right. really sure that if they're going to serve her via email, that she's going to receive that. Do you know what I mean? Right. Okay. Right. And yeah. One other quick thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, when we when we got together, I yeah. I sold my property. Yeah. Uh, to buy the house I'm in now. Yeah. Uh, to uh, a longer mortgage. The property's only worth about 150000 Yeah. and I've got another five years to pay. But would she still be entitled to half of the equity? Not half, but... She didn't, she didn't put anything to it. Yeah. She never paid anything towards it. But but all um, all matrimonial assets are up for grabs, okay? I'm not going to... Yeah. It, it's definitely, you know, I can't say if it's going to be 50-50 or 60-40, but you've got to yeah. know when you're going into this that actually... Anything that's a matrimonial asset is going to be on the table. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be included. And from there then, Hales, that's where you need to take the legal advice as to yeah, what she's yeah. entitled to yeah. and what you can claim that's back. That's the thing I'm worried about because it's not like I've got like spare cash yeah <laughs> but but ju- but just yeah no i get that but always just take that hour just take that hour with with a solicitor because you know that that will stand yeah. you in good stead it really will yeah yeah also i mean she's even had all of her belongings i've put yeah. in, i've got like a big shed yeah and she, um, she will not come and pick them up or she just hasn't she's it's like she's vanished yes I know she worked as a support, um, she's like a support carer for kids who've been abused. So when she worked at these houses, Mm. she worked overnight and they're like really secret locations. So it's really hard to even find where she's working, you know, to see papers that way. Yeah. um, I would, I would start with the email address. And and try yeah. try not to look at the bigger picture because it does become a little bit overwhelming when you've got so much to sort out. But I think if we can yeah. just focus on making sure that email address is hers and getting her served, then that's a good right. place to start. Okay. Okay. All right. All Fab. Right. Thanks very much. For Thanks, House. All right. Bye. Yes. Bye bye now. <laughs>
Uh, next up is Deborah. Someone on TikTok has just said, I recognise your voice. Were you on a train at the weekend going to London? I was on the train going to London. So me and Paddy went in on Saturday morning and spent the day there, which was quite nice. Um, so yeah, I was on a train. Next time you see me, say hello. Um, Deborah, you are next up. What's your question? I work as a nanny for a guy who is separated from his wife. Yeah. They have two young children. Yeah. Mum was removed from the house due to physical abuse yeah. of the children. And she's only just started having unsupervised access to the girls. Um, I have the girls when Dad's working. Now, she's recently been alluding to the fact that the girls are being sexually abused without coming out and saying it. She's saying the guy or father has done something or somebody has done something to the girls. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure whether I should be reporting this to the social worker or health visitor or doctor just to cover myself. I'm really concerned about it. Why Why are you concerned, Deborah? Tell me your, your worries. My worries are because the children are only two and four. Yeah. I have sole charge of them. Two little girls. Yeah. When he's not there, I can have them for 27 hours at a time. Right. So he's a pilot. So you're concerned to, you're concerned in case the allegations come back on you. Yes. Okay. Because the rep's wife, she's very, very vindictive. Yeah. Um, she's accused me of having an affair with pilots and right. with a dad and all sorts. I'm gay. <laughs> I'm yeah. gay and in a loving relationship, but none of this makes any difference whatsoever. Yeah. And yeah. I'm concerned for the children yeah. because we don't know whether she's doing something to make him look like he's abusing yeah. them or whether she could accuse me of something. Can can I, I mean, ask? The things she's said I can't repeat. Can I ask, you know, but... how long have they been separated, Deborah? Um, they've been separated for about 18 months. And how long? She she has only just started to have contact with them. Within the last six months, she started having overnight contact with them. Yeah, I, I, I would say that there is there isn't too much. A, it's obviously not true. So there'll be no evidence found. And B, yes. if if she really did think that that was going on, she would surely she would have reported it to the police. Is what I would say. Um, you don't yeah. you don't make these allegations and then do nothing because if it's real, you cannot leave children in that sort of environment. Um, in terms of what you can do and what their dad can do to safeguard the fact, um, I would be. Um, letting the letting the GP know. I wouldn't go out of my way to go down to the GP, but I would certainly blame them know next time the children have their visits or, or a routine visit. Um, social services will, will reach out to you if they really think there is a concern. Um, and yes. apart from that, I mean, do the children attend nursery or school? One child attends nursery. Yeah. And nursery, when they have these MASH meetings and... They nursery are involved as well. Yeah. And they report back on everything. Yeah. And they're quite happy with the with the girls. Um, but everybody has concerns about the mother. Yeah. Um, um about the threat she makes. And 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 I and I think that you've got nothing to worry about, Deborah. I mean, the fact that you're already concerned and putting things in place is a good thing. Um, I would yes. say I would say it will be seen for what it is. Um, purely yes. because if it, you know, she she would have she wouldn't let this go, would she? If it was real, she wouldn't let it go. You know, she wouldn't be returning the children. I mean, you know, if somebody said to me the child's been sexually abused, I'm like, well, hang on to them, you know, and and get in touch with the police and social services and whatever you do, don't return them, you know. So um, I I would say it will make probably go no further, Deborah. Yes, um, I'm trying to talk him into changing solicitors. Because the one he's got is only a general solicitor. She doesn't specialise in family law. Yeah. So if they use you and they are backwards and forwards to court every month, would that work? Because you do all your work online. I do do all my work online. Whereabouts in the country does he live? In Chesh Cheshire, Nantwich. Okay. So yeah, we've got we've got um friends up there that will help us in terms of legal representation. Um, right. all, all I would say at this stage is if he can reach, drop me an email. 
Um, I am incredibly busy and, and I keep saying yes. that I won't take on any more clients and then I get someone like you and I'm like, I'll go on then. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. So if, if he can, if he can, if he wants to change the listers, that's fine. Absolutely more than happy to help. Tell him to reach out to me, drop me an email and we'll take it from there. I'll need to do an assessment first because what I wouldn't want to do is take somebody on who's maybe in course in the next two weeks. I wouldn't be able to give the file enough time just because I know yes. what's on my plate already. Um, but if I've okay. got more time, see, each week I've got more and more clients that are finishing off. Um, so, yes. like, you know, because obviously court's coming to an end. And so it does get easier. So if he drops me an email in the first instance and we can take it from there. Okay. All right. Okay. Lovely. Lovely. Okay. Thanks, Deborah. Okay. Thanks okay. For your help. Thank Bye. You. Goodbye. Um, Missy, you are next up. Can you more about grandparents' rights? is my ex's parents have been able to take me to court. Okay. And I was just having a look through, because I said I'd pop on and ask the question, but I haven't, I can't see anything else that she's put on. Okay. So grandparents' rights, essentially, if you're going to make a child arrangements order to the court, or sorry, an application to the court, you've got to have parental responsibility to do so. If you don't have parental responsibility and grandparents won't, then you have to ask permission. And the reason that you have to ask permission is the court wants to assess what involvement you have with these children. So there was a case going back some years ago which kind of put this on the in the media that said grandparents have rights. But it was where grandparents were looking after the grandchildren every single day. And the parents separated and all of a sudden the parents didn't see the grandchildren anymore because the parents separated and for whatever reason um, one of the parents was no longer in agreement. So the grandparents took the parents to court and they actually got contact. But that was because they were having the children all the time. So, you know, they were a massive part of the children's lives. What the media then said was, oh, you know, um, land landmark case, grandparents have got rights. That's not the case, really. Grandparents are able to make an application, even though they haven't got parental responsibility, but it will all come down to how much of an impact they have on the child's life. So if they're only seeing the grandchildren once a month, chances are they're not going to succeed in getting a child arrangements order. So I hope that helps. Thanks, Missy. See you later. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Captain, how are you? Okay, so he is the biological father. Yeah. Mother has refused DNA twice. Yeah. yeah. And not named on the birth certificate. Yeah. He's currently going going through court with a C100. What's yeah. the next? How does it get his name on the birth certificate? So court order. Court order, essentially. Um, the, if, if mother has refused DNA tests, obviously the court will order them. Um, if she still doesn't comply with the court order, then the court can make an order in the absence of those. Um, it has the power to do so. Um, once the court's satisfied that he is the biological father, and that's generally with the DNA testing, um, then he can then ask for an order that he be added to the birth certificate. So that, that's how that would go. Okay. Um, I'm just looking at his question as well. Would you be able to do a C100 before you're named on the birth certificate or have PR? Absolutely. When If you don't have parental responsibility, it will. when you're completing the C100, on the front, it says, I think it's on the front, or it might be on the next page, it says, do you require permission to make this application? And that's where you tick yes. I do require permission. What that means is I don't have parental responsibility, so I need to ask the court for permission. But he, he will get permission in a heartbeat. That that will just be a formality because he's saying that he's the child's father, so that's okay. Okay, that's it from me for now, Tracy. I might Lovely. come back, but I'm at work. No problem. Oh, thanks for bobbing in, Captain. Appreciate that. No worries. Bye. 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 Um, Nelly, you are up next. So for those of you that might be new to this, Captain and Mart will ask questions on behalf of other people. So um, Captain uh, takes questions from the community chat, so the forums that we have. Um, he works and therefore hasn't got an opportunity to answer direct messages, so please don't DM Captain. And Mart, um, he's quite happy to have some DMs. So, yeah, but they're both here. If you want to ask a question but you're shy or you're nervous or you don't quite know how to do it, then they will take questions from the Discord community. Um, Nelly, you are next up. How can I help? Hello. Um, 
Me and my ex split up 18 months ago, um, and we have a three-year-old. However, he has since dropped off the face of the earth. Um, and court has gone through once. We've I've been to court and he obviously didn't show. They yeah. were unable to contact him, so they emailed him his court papers, yeah. which he has since ignored those as well. Um, we did meet with a solicitor last year in September. We signed a parental agreement. We were going to, you know, sort of get the steps going, and he showed up to one meeting, and that was six months ago. Um he has an older son, which he has done the same thing too. So he has dropped off basically completely. Yeah. Um, child maintenance haven't been able to contact him. They've currently closed my case because they can't find him. Um, he's got no sort of like address or contact number or anything like that. My question is, how likely is um, sort of like a name change if he's to be absent? Um, it would depend how long he's going to be absent for at the time you make the application. Um, the longer... So I made an application in August last year. So our first date was January, which they obviously said we need to give him time to be able to, to show up. Yeah. And then the next day they couldn't get us in until May. But how long um, has he been, he's... But how long's he been absent Sorry. for? Uh, six months there's been no word for completely. But the sort of like the first year was very much on and off. Okay, I I would look. It, they're difficult applications to to win, Nelly. I'll be completely honest with you. Six months isn't that long. Um, if mm. it, if it were more sort of two to three years, I would say yeah, that, that that's probably a given. But the fact that it was been sporadic for the first year, nothing for six months. I mean, you can mention to the court that this happened with his other child. They might not place yeah. much emphasis on that simply because, A, they can't test that evidence and they don't know and that other child isn't party to these proceedings anyway. By all means, give it a go. Look, you're there now. The application's yeah. made. So just, just keep so going. Is, that a, is it a separate application altogether, sort of like separate payment, or can it be added to the same application? Can what be added? The name change. The, the name change, yeah. So, sorry, what what's the other application before the court then? So, I applied to, to court in August for a live-with order and a no-contact order. Um, obviously, since then, I received sort of quite a lot of advice of drop the contact and just go for your live-with because they're more likely to grant him contact yeah. Yeah. Um, and allow him to apply for contact if... Yeah if he wants it yeah um obviously he hasn't since then that was august last year that i applied yeah so obviously i've already got that going um Kat so were obviously una unable to contact him as well yeah um so you would do court... you, you you would Sorry. do a c2 application nelly if if you haven't okay. if you haven't got a formal application to change the name currently then you do yeah. it using a c2 Right, okay. Yeah, so you fill out your C2, and the C2 is just another application form, but it recognises that you've already got an application before the court, and that's right. what you do. You're, you're, you're requesting an order um, that you change the child's name, specific issues, really, yeah. specific issues order. My, what, it's, it's just that he doesn't see any of his paternal family. We have a small relationship with his older brother, the other son, um, but it's very little and he's nearly 11. So he's already said he wants to change his name when he's 16. I just don't want my little boy to get to an older age where he understands last names and then be like, oh, I've got no one to share my last name with. Or do you know what I mean? He's not got that co connection. Yeah. No, I, I understand your motivation for doing it. Remember, the mm. court won't be obviously um, of your mindset. So what the yeah. court's going to be wanting to do is not completely eradicate dad. I think the advice yeah. you've been given so far, go for the live with order, is correct. I'm not so sure yeah. that you're going to get a no contact order. Dad's done nothing, really, that would put the child in harm at the moment um, to, in yeah. order to warrant a no contact. So you'll most likely get your live with order. And then if dad wants to make an application for contact, he will. Um, changing the child's name have to wait and see um as i say six yeah. months isn't isn't that long really no it's just it's just a worry that it's you know he's going to start school sort of next september and um i don't really want to have to put him in school as one name and then not the next because he doesn't even recognize it himself he just calls him his first name and his middle name yeah um so he doesn't even really know his last name yet yeah um and i just didn't want to sort of confuse him too much and i know that a live with order would normally say you know, not to be known as anything else. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that was just my worry. Yeah, fine. Do, do, do your C2, Nelly, and see how you go. All right? Okay. Brilliant. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Um, L Hips, you are next up. Excellent. Um, so just I have two, two questions which, yeah. are, which are specific. Yeah. Um, brief context for them. In January 2021, an order was made on behalf of my daughter when she was 14 months old. Yeah. Uh, and the order provides scheduled increases in her contact the period through January 2022, after which further or other times were left to the parents to agree. Yeah. And in the 13 months since the final schedule contact increase, my daughter's needs, physical, emotional, educational, have changed profoundly. Uh, the primary drivers are developmental and also changes in her family circumstances. Specifically, she now has a uh, nine-month-old half-sister from my side, and my ex, whom she lives with, um, has a fiancé who has moved in with her and my daughter. And I live with my girlfriend, the mother of the nine-month-old. Um, the order predates their sibling relationship, and as such, the arrangements don't provide the frequency or duration of contact suitable for children of their ages, and they're not intended to. Um, and I brought this up, however, no changes to the arrangements have been agreed. So, on to the questions. Uh, the first one is, what weight is the court likely to ascribe to the changes in family circumstances described above? And the follow-on question, which is slightly less important, is, would the wishes and feelings of a three-year-old child be considered ascertainable? So, so the second one is no. The first one, your question, with a view to doing what? What is it that you would want the, the, the order to then say? Um, so uh, I, have, I have put forward that the, as the order predates their sibling relationship, it doesn't yeah. provide them with sufficient time to form... I, a secure attachment to each other. Yeah, I appreciate that. So so ultimately, are you asking for more contact or a live with order or shared residence? What is it that you would be going for? Uh, my In an ideal world, I would be moving towards equal care and okay. equal, uh, shared and equal care. Okay, so um, we the, the order that we have at the moment allows for how much contact with you? What's the pattern? Uh, it is. It's over two. It's over a two week period. Okay. Uh, two hour, uh, three hours on a Tuesday. Three hours on a Thursday. Um, contact every other weekend from uh, Friday evening until Sunday evening. Yeah. And then on the non-contact weekends, the, the Thursday three hours is an overnight. Okay. It's an overnight. Did you say on the Thursday? Yeah, so I have a, an overnight on the Thursday. Okay, so we're having three overnights out of 14. Would that be right? Correct. Okay. Um, um, also, the, 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 the contact starts when I collect her. So in reality, she ends up, for a three-hour session, she sees my um, yeah. sister for two yeah. hours. Yeah. So what, because what, how the court will look at it is we currently have three nights of a 14 period, 14 night period. And the request is that we increase that by over 100%. We want to go from three nights to seven nights. Now, absolutely. Over, over a period of, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously no, not at once. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, so the to go back to now to your question number one, what influence or impact will the sibling have on the court's decision? It, it will have a big impact on that, actually. Now that I understand what you're asking the court for, of course the court's going to consider that. Shared care is always the court's preference, um, particularly in the last couple of years. They're always looking to have a shared care order so that children get to see more of the parent than that traditional alternate weekends. So if you haven't made an application, make one. Obviously, if the other parent isn't in agreement. If you have made an application, don't just focus on the sibling. That will be, you know, a, a good solid part of your argument. But I think that you need to argue more so that it's in your child's best interest that she start to see a bit more of you. Because alternate weekends simply aren't enough, especially at a young age, is my view. And the courts seem to be um, more and more um, attesting to that. 
you know, the more children's cases that, that we do of recent years. Right. Okay. So... Uh, I thought the sibling argument was the strongest. I have made both. Um, I'm booking a Mayan and will be submitting C100 yeah. shortly afterwards. So that's very useful. Thank you, Your it, Majesty. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. It's definitely a strong argument, but of course the court's got to weigh up everything because by enabling the siblings to bond, we're now going to have less time with mum. We're going to be altering the current status quo. So all I'm saying is don't hang your hat on on that one one you know one piece of it shall I say okay but definitely a good and, argument uh, and uh, the the my existed the argument that I think is the strongest argument on the other side is that it's change in routine and the risk that changing uh, routine for the child would uh, that would present risk to her and to no. her progress. No. Um, I don't want to. I have met with my ex's fiance and he's a lovely man. I approve of him greatly. Um, however, moving having uh, someone move in with both of them who now spends more time with my daughter than I do yeah. is that something that. Uh, is worth bringing up or does that risk alienating the bench? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't alienate. Sorry, yeah, I wouldn't bring that up because it not that it will alienate the bench, but it, it's almost, it, it could come across as a little bit controlling. You know, I'm, I'm happy for mum to have a relationship, but I don't actually want him to move in because then he's going to have more time with my daughter. No, no, no. I, I'm, 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 I, I think he's a, he'll be a lovely stepfather. I'm, I'm yeah. thrilled for them to, yeah. my daughter to have someone who cares about her. Yeah. So I don't have any issue with him. It's more just, that is a change in circumstance that she yeah. is um init- that she that she has already made happen yeah so I, she has I, been able to change the I was the just going to say I I would focus more on that her objections to your case are that there is an element of risk in the change I think that you've got there's a slight contradiction there if I may because mum's already making changes and there is no risk so you you want to show that you're completely supportive of the fact that you know your daughter or your child is is going to have a, a lovely stepdad um, and and you're more than supportive of that and the risks or the changes that come with that but there are no risks because equally all you want to do is the same but you're the biological father and and over a stepped period of time you've got a good case sure. i would submit really good case Fantastic. all uh, right appreciate your time no problem thank, thank you. you so much bye bye Gemma, you are next up what's your question fab um i've been through a family court with um both my exes i've got three children two yeah. nine and ten nearly eleven and yeah. the two girls they have got um different father to the little boy yeah um i've been through family court for just over just under a year it finished in december last year um and my little boy you've got to share care with his father and the two girls um it's just stayed the same the contact however the father was trying to um have um them going living with him um however he's just got the same contact as he's always had every thursday and every other weekend um, now, in the midst of this um, year, um, going through family court with them both, um, I got kicked out of the family home. Um, the little boy's dad put an occupation order in and I ended up um, homeless. I was in Airbnbs through the council. Um, now, the council put me into temporary accommodation, which is in Kendall. Um, and I currently resided in Carlisle. Now, that's probably about 40 miles away. It's, 40, it's a 40-minute drive, um, 35, 40-minute drive. Um, I'm in temporary accommodation at the moment now. Um, because I'm primary care of the girls, I've had to move them to schools, um, and he's not happy. Um, I did say to him that, that there's been um, domestic abuse as well in, in, in this as well, um, and he um, he's not very happy, and he has decided to put another C100 farm in to get the girls to go and live back with him. Um, I'm just kind of exhausted with court and I'm just wondering, have I done something, have I done something wrong? Should I now go back to Carlisle until this is over again now? You know, I've, I've 
the reason the main reason why I had to move was because of uh, accommodation however living in Carlisle I was being abused by if not him it was friends I've had cars swerved into me um I've had abuse in the supermarkets um the boy's dad knows everybody's got businesses around there so it's not been a very nice place to live for me obviously you know this is all this is about the children however it's just had a knock-on effect yeah um so now I'm kind of I've moved from schools they seem happy I've had him I've had I've, I've obviously I've told him but he's, he's saying that it was without notice and I'm like well I could only go off the information that I've been given about my accommodation at the moment yeah. um and you know I've done the, I've done the drive many times it's it's doable for the Thursday evening and I said you know if, if you don't want to do that with work commitments maybe we do it so you have them Sunday night instead and just bring them to school on the Monday um I've included him in the school with the parent mail uh, but he's just he's still not happy um and I'm just um I don't know I, I just feel sick with yeah thinking of going through court again and yeah I don't really know what I'm asking to be honest. No, I know it's um, it's fine, it's fine, Gemma. Um, I just got a couple of questions for you, and then I've got a solution. Yeah. Um, well, okay. a part part of a solution. Um, how long have you been left from Carlisle? How long have the children and you been in this new location, Kendall? Um, literally a couple of weeks, not long at all. Okay, and the last court order was that the occupation, or was that a child arrangements order? That was a child arrangements order. And how old is that? Um, that was um, December. Uh, just gone? Yes. Okay. And that order is being adhered to, is it? Yes. Uh, well, as much as possible. Like I have said that the children are available. Yeah. But he just doesn't want to come and get them. He says so, it's too far. So is his, is his application to drag you back to Carlisle or is his application because you're in breach of the current order? Um, it's for the kid, for the children to go and live with him. He wants to change it. It's so, um, so to bring, a variation of the order. I think he's putting in for to, to yeah. bring them back to Carlisle. Um, that so that, that the, yeah. Given given that they've changed school and that they're all settled, albeit a couple of weeks, but they are all settled now, and the yeah. court has considered this matter as far as recently as December and it was yeah. considered that they live with you and that they have contact yeah. with him. I suspect that his application for what he's asking for is a change of residency isn't going to succeed. It's not going to succeed. Mm. But what I want you to do, Gemma, because there's, there's a lot more here that's gone on, particularly with the domestic violence. Yeah. I want you to drop yeah. me, drop me an email. Okay. Just drop me an email <laughs> Just remind me that we had a chat this evening, okay, on Discord, um, and and you and yeah. I, you and I will take this offline, okay? Yeah, he's just demanding to find out where I live and stuff. And, yeah, don't you know, don't. And it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, however, it's just kind of opening old wounds for me, and, and yeah. I know I'm, quite, I'm in quite a vulnerable position as it is. Yeah. And you know. Just... Yeah. No, I totally get it. I totally get it. What you've got to do, Gemma, at this stage is you've got to dig deep. And you've got to yeah, know yeah. that actually the law is on your side. I know you don't feel yeah. it right now, but you are 100% the stronger party here. I'm talking yeah. legally. I'm not talking emotionally. Okay. Legally, okay. you have definitely got the stronger case. But I hear yeah. it in your voice, and, and I know it's mm -hmm. difficult, and I would like us to have an opportunity to discuss this more than just a couple of minutes on Discord, okay? So drop me yeah. an email. Give me a little bit of background, because obviously I get loads of emails, and, and you need to tell me something. So I go, yeah, I remember, Gemma. That's who we're speaking to. If you mention okay. something like Kendall or Carlisle, I'll remember, okay? I'll um, say Kendall Carlisle. That's <laughs> it, yeah, that's it. And then you and I will pick up um, offline, Okay. Yeah, that's fab. Great. Thank you so All much. All right. No, but the, the main thing is, Gemma, don't worry. Just don't worry, okay? Yeah, I know. I think it's just... Um... Um, it's, it's like it's too much yeah it's it's, um... it's too much you know you've got to remember that you're there on your own dealing with you've just moved you've started the news there's a lot a lot going on moving house starting new schools yeah. and now the thoughts of going through litigation again it's too much yeah. the other it, thing the other thing i would say is that it will be the court nearest to where the children live if it does go back to court so don't okay. think for one second you've got to start traveling back to carlisle because you haven't 
Okay, that, All that, right. that's great. Yeah, it's just right. the thought of going, like, because it was almost a year when I went through court with not just one of them, two of them. Um, and it was literally, I know it wasn't, but it felt like it was 2v1 and it was it was not a great time at all um, for me as, as well with not having a job. I got made redundant when George, I mean, George, is, George was only two last, last week, so it's a bit like, you know, it's all still kind of raw. Yeah, um, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, uh, I'll pop you. Yeah, do. Uh, Please do. Yeah, yeah drop so me an much. email. All right, Gemma, I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Mina, you are next up. I'll take you off mute. What's your question? I recall that we spoke yesterday. I explained that my husband and I, he's moved out of the family home over five years, well, five years ago now. Yeah. And I just divorced an unreasonable behaviour. He was refusing to sign the paperwork. Um, and I was saying I was in the process of selling my house and buying a new one and I was really upset when I found out that despite him not being on the mortgage or land registry and he's never contributed financially, he would be entitled to something. So um, I did actually have a conversation with him yesterday, we're not amicable, but I did have a bit of a chat with him and he has so far agreed to sign a financial order where I have the house, the house is mine, the gold that his gold jewelry that his family currently holds for me is mine, but I will not make any claim on any future earnings, any inherit future inheritances or anything. Now he so far is being quite compliant. Now the thing is though, the divorce, it hasn't happened. So how does it work with the financial order if he's not signing anything. I'm, I'm a bit confused as how I can proceed with that. How does it work if he's not signing anything, did you say, Mina? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sorry, it wasn't very clear. He's refusing to sign the divorce papers. Yeah. So does, does an application for divorce have to have gone in before a financial ordering uh, so, can be done? So the parts of the divorce that you need to know is step one, you've got to issue the divorce petition. Step two, yeah. you've then got to get your conditional order. Step three is your final order. And your final order okay. means that you're completely divorced. The financial yeah. order is sandwiched in between the conditional order of your divorce and the final order of your divorce. So generally okay. what happens is we will send in a divorce petition. So at least that's started. And then we'll start to yeah. negotiate finances. Okay. And okay. then if we reach an agreement with the finances, a lot of times we need to wait until we've got that conditional order. We can't submit it to the court until we've got that. So if we then backtrack uh -huh. to your issue and you haven't got your conditional yeah. order yet, that needs to be your focus right now. Conditional order. Yeah. See, the thing is, he's so does he have to... So there have to be some kind of authorization from him before we proceed to conditional order. So when you submit so when you submit your divorce petition to the court, they will issue it and yeah. then they will send him an acknowledgement of service. The only part that he right. plays in this whole divorce, just the divorce, not the finances, is that he has yeah. to sign the acknowledgement and send it back to court. If he right. doesn't do that, yeah, yeah, so if he doesn't do that, you've then got to prove service another way. I've tried the um, process server route and um, three times, and he's dodged it each time. So you, now you're going to have to take and legal advice. Mina, take legal advice because it's not insurmountable to serve somebody with a divorce petition. But it right. might be that now you need to take some legal advice as to how to do that, Okay. Well, okay. So I am due to speak to our solicitors, but I just wanted some clarity in my mind yeah. as to how I would approach this. Now, yeah. so under the circumstances, would it, is it, would you, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm in a bit of a jumble. Is it inadvisable for me to then sell my current house and move into a property of, of a higher value before the financial order is completed? I, I Mina, I can't answer that because I don't know how that would have no, impact the balance no. sheet. I, I don't know what other, you know, values we have there. And that's not something that I want no, you no. to... <laughs> okay, so, but, but, but keep... keep... Yeah. Um, 
I, I don't know is the answer to that because I don't know okay. your case. But you, what I will tell you is that you've got to get that conditional order sorted. All right. Right, so, okay, I need to sort that out and then, then it's the financial order. Yeah. And we don't know what kind of transfers we're looking at for that. Do you no. know roughly how long it takes to pass a conditional order? No, no, because I don't know the difficulty <laughs> of service. If you've got a solicitor, you're going to have to go back and speak to them. Okay. All right? Okay, no, thank you. Thanks, I really Mina. appreciate your advice. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, there we go. Robin, you're up next. What's your question? Um, mine's um, just like a what if and if I can sort of question. Um, so I fled domestic violence, severe domestic violence in 2020 with my um, then six month old daughter. Yeah. I went to court and I got a non-molestation order against him, which was served for a year. Um, and we've not heard anything at all from him or any of his family. And I did move from um, the Midlands um, about 300 miles away. So I made a good move. Um, but like I say, he, he, we haven't heard from him. He's got a new um, partner and a new life now. Now, my question is, my daughter's name is double-barrelled with my last name and his last name. Can I apply to get her name changed just to my last name? Um, and because he has um, parental responsibilities, he is on the birth certificate, is there anything I can do in the way of if he were to ever come back and start demanding to see her, because he is a very violent, very dangerous person that I'm quite worried about her being around him. Um, so, yeah, that, that's it, really. That's just sort of like provisional what ifs and can I's. So can you? Yes, you can, you can make you can make it an application to the court. The, the question that mm. I think you really want to ask me is, will that succeed? Um, yeah. Name changes can be difficult. There can be difficult applications to succeed simply because the court don't always want to sever all ties between the child and the other parents. And yeah. as difficult as this is going to sound, and, and, and I say this as a generic answer, Robin, please don't think that I'm aiming mm -hmm. this at you, but where no. we have domestic violence between mom and dad... Oftentimes, the court will still make contact orders unless we can convince the court that the other parent's going to be violent towards the child. Do you see what I mean? Because a lot of times when parents yeah. separate, that domestic violence stops because the parents, yes, it's not right to lay a hand on the other parent, but they kind of never lay a hand on the child. Do you know what I mean? So I can't, yeah. I can't advise you on the prospects of success um, about having mm -hmm. stopping contact. But what I would say is that if he did make a contact application in the future, all you can do mm -hmm. is raise all of your concerns and what's happened historically. What will then happen is okay. CAFCAS will get involved and they will investigate mm -hmm. and they will turn to okay. police records and social services records and criminal records um, to mm -hmm. to help them with their evaluation of the circumstance, really. So the, the naughtier mm -hmm. he has been, the harder his case will be, is, is, is what I'm going to say. Yeah, see, I think he will have a hard time anyways because he had um, an assault charge against me in 2018 and previously to that he had a five-year restraining order on his ex-girlfriend for stalking and harassment plus various drug offences and I could just ask for a hair strand test which I heard you talking about a few nights ago. Yeah. Um, I could ask for one of those and I know he would not, he'd fail that for 100%, I know that. So I, I have a lot backing me up. Good. I also have like... My old neighbours heard a lot of the abuse. Social services did, unfortunately, get involved at one point, but I did lie to them, unfortunately, because he was in the room with me. Um, but I have a lot against him, and I think that's part of why he's not contacted me, because the yeah. order was only for a year, the non-mole. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure he's told his family and friends that I've extended it, and that's why, because I, I really did think his family would contact me, because it was quite a shock to everyone that I left. Yeah. And I left, like, overnight without telling anybody. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad they they get that. Um, they would sort of take that into account. That's great. Definitely. Um, and then, what, and what do I have to do for the um, the name change? Because places like her school and that are absolutely fine with just calling her by her, you know, by my name. Yeah. Um, it's just like for legal things, like yeah. doctors and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so how would I start with that then? So you just make an application to the court using the C one. 
um, do your C1 right. application um, to change okay. a child's name and, and go from there. Um, and of course, you'd give mm-hmm. reasons for, for why you want the name changed. You want the name to be the same as yours. Um, and, you know, you you want legally, because while she has a, a known as name, which is what you're describing, really, she's one name, but yeah. she's known as another. Um, you actually want yeah. that change legally. So it's reflected in all of her legal documents and, and um, uh, GPs and passports and everything else. So, yeah, make the yeah. application. Make the application is what I would Perfect. say to that. All right. Brilliant. Thanks so much. For OK, that's all right. Thanks, Thanks Robin. Bye. bye. Uh, but Jacqueline, I can hear you. So do you want to ask me your question? Oh, I've got a lady who, um, she's going into mediation because her ex wants her to sell the house. They've only been in the house for about 12 months and she's got the girls living with her. Yeah. They're four and seven. Can he make her sell the house? Not if it's the housing needs of the children. But Jacqueline, the other questions we'd be asking is, you know, does she need that house? In other words, does it does it tie up so much equity that it's more than actually she needs? Would she be able to sell and then are both the parties' housing needs met? So the, my yeah. first answer is the housing needs of the children would always come first. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, people are allowed to live in a mansion, if that makes sense. I'm not saying your friend does, but yeah. do you know what I mean? No. So it, it, it's all yeah. it's all relative. She has said to him that um, if he sends the house over to her, then he can have all the assets that he's got now. All she wants is the house for the, for the girls. Okay, in that case, she needs to take some legal advice because it's not just a case of trade-off one against the other. We've got to look at the financial values of them and we've got to then compare that to the length of the marriage and, more importantly, the needs of the party. So what is it that she needs? It might be that she needs more than him. I don't know. Um, In which case, the trade-off that she's, she's doing, though she's suggesting, might be fair. It might not be fair. I had a lady ring me today. She thought it was a really fair trade-off, but when we sat down and analysed it, it was really unfair, actually, and we should have been asking for a little bit more. So people, you know, they they, they sometimes look at it through too much of a narrow lens. Well, I need the house and you can keep your pension. And that's not quite... That's not quite... That's what she said, yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah. And also... um, Oh, crap, what was she saying? He's also got set times for the children. But with working, working, she needs help with them. And he's not willing to change his days, his two hours per, I think, two days a week. So we can't, yeah, we can't force a parent to have contact. We can't force them yeah. to change their working hours, which is a little bit, you know, unfortunate. Um, but what we can do is if we need help um, to go to work and we have to pay for that help, we can, in the finances, then ask for more money. She has been paying the mortgage mind on the house for the last seven or eight months since they've been separated. Right. So she says she can afford the house on her own. Yeah. If he just signs over, then she wants, you know, she can manage. Yeah. But the question is, is that fair and reasonable? So that's where yeah. she's going to just have to take a little bit of advice. I'm not saying instructor solicitors do everything, but take a little bit yeah. of advice um, you know, a consultation with either me or somebody else just to see yes. if what she's proposing is fair and reasonable. That is great. All right. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah, that's Thanks, that's Jacqueline. Amazing. Okay, bye-bye. But for those of you that are listening, so we have some regular um, people on the TikTok who I'm, I'm so pleased that join me each Monday and Tuesday. And we have Anne, who is a specialist, a somewhat specialist in child maintenance. So for those of you that have child maintenance questions, please go on to TikTok and Anne is there to help. And the reason that Anne is so invaluable to me and, and that she helps is because as family lawyers, we don't get involved with child maintenance. That very much stays with the child maintenance service. So Anne's there. And then Karen is a lady. For those of you that follow me regularly, you'll know that 
Karen came on to Discord one night and she was able to give me five or ten minutes of her time and explain a lot of questions that we get answered about passports and how parents can apply for passports if they don't have the other person's, uh, the other parent's consent and what do they do, etc. And Karen was basically saying, look, give as much detail as you possibly can of the other parent, but not necessarily, you don't actually need them to, to sign the form as well. But we they do need as much information. But Karen's also a regular on the TikTok. So, you know, if those of you that got questions about passports, Karen's there to help. And then the third thing that Missy was trying to get out was the courses. So I, I, I give a little shout out last night because there's a lot of you asking me about the courses. And I could see actually there's a lot of activity on my website today about the courses. So Obviously, if you want legal advice, you go off and you pay for it. That's the top end and not everybody can afford that. Some people can't afford anything, which is why I do the Discord service and the TikTok and the Instagram and all the rest of it. And I decided that there was people kind of a hybrid in the middle that couldn't afford ongoing legal representation, but just needed a little bit more than what we could offer on the Discord or even on the pro bono service. Because with the pro bono service, again, I can only guide, I can't advise. So the courses, there's three courses, one finance, one divorce and one children. And what they do is you're watching a video of me telling you how to do it. And I show you the forms and how to fill them in. I actually take you through all of the forms. Um, the I think the finance one is the longest one of about 45 minutes. The children's one is 40 minutes and the divorce one's about half an hour. I show you how to do position statements, witness statements. I give you samples. I've actually used real life witness statements and I've redacted them. So all that's on there. We go through form A's. This is for the finances. We go through form A's. I help you do a questionnaire, replies to questionnaires. Flicking over to the children, I help you fill out the C100, the C1, the C2, the C79. So it, it's all there um, for those of you that maybe can't afford ongoing legal advice, want to do it yourself, but are still having a little bit of issues, okay? So that's what Missy asked me to, to get out before we, we finish at seven. Although I will run over a little bit this evening because obviously um, I, I'm not doing Wednesdays at the moment. I know a lot of you need to ask me your questions. Jean-Claude Van Damme, let me see if I can hear you. So, uh, a bit of a, back, a background story, yeah? Yeah. So, me and my partner had an argument, which uh, went in kind of domestic, but not uh, not physical. Okay, so police yeah. got involved. Yeah. Um, so, I haven't seen... Uh, so, they put the restrictions on me back then, which, which were bail. She was pulling for non-molestation order. So, I haven't seen my child back then for two months. So we went to the non-molestation order court, uh, court for that, for non-molestation order. And then all of a sudden she took everything back. She said, because it's not beneficial to anyone that I, I haven't been seeing my child. She couldn't go to work. Um, uh, she couldn't take him to nursery because she couldn't go to work and pay for nursery. So she cancelled all the statements from the police. She cancelled non-molestation order. Um, bail conditions being cancelled. So I had no restrictions. So we somehow found a um, way of communication. And we had this verbal agreement that um, I have uh, two days in a week and then uh, I can come every, week, uh, every evening to see him. So that's fine. So now social services can't get of our backs. So, um, I'm going to move on to Nicola S. Nicola, have you got a question for me? Um, so my partner, my ex-partner, um, we have a daughter together. She's now seven. Yeah. Um, he moved away with his job when she was one year old. Yeah. Um, met a new woman um, abroad. Uh, they got married while well, we split up. Uh, it was all fine. Uh, he told me he was going to pay me so much money um, each month. And then obviously, as it goes, it changed um, to the time when he met this woman. They're now married. Um, they started to prepare a room for my daughter in their house abroad. Right. He is trying, he's trying to control everything about if I can take her out of the country, um, even though he doesn't live here. 
and doesn't let me do anything without his consent but now I've been told that he's planning to take my daughter abroad to live with him. Okay. Can you just do that? Without a court order if he has parental responsibility then yes he can. So what you need to do is apply for a prohibited steps order using the C100 form that would stop him from doing that and if he's really serious about it then he has to make what we call a relocation application. Okay. All right, but you need to get that PSO in first. All right, so I have to go to the courts and apply for the PSO. Yeah, you have to get the... So you can't. Yeah, the, the PSO order, the prohibited steps order, will stop him from from removing her um, to, to live abroad without your agreement or further order of the court. Okay. All right. So that's the first right. step, and at least that gives you the, the the security that he can't then take her because you've got an order in place. All right. All right. Um, can he just because I have to ask for his permission to take her on holiday abroad? Can he just take her without my permission? Why do you have to ask it after asking for permission? Is there a court order in place at the moment? No. Well, then you don't have to ask him for permission. Um, well, according to, according to the borders, you have to have written permission from the other parents. Well, that depends on what country you're going into. But you certainly don't have to have permission under the, under the English system to be able to take her abroad, unless there's a court order in place. All right. Um, okay, um, I misunderstood that then, because That's all right. every time I have to ask him for permission to take... Uh, abroad to like depends within Europe. Yeah, it does depend where you're going, but it's not it's not a, a requirement of the English system. But anyway, okay. to 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 protect you from him taking her abroad permanently, get the the C one hundred form and ask for the PSO. All right. Great. I'll do that. Thank you, Nicola. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks. Um, Hanny, can I hear you? Uh, my question is, I'm trying to sort out my financial settlement. Yeah. Um, my husband, well, my soon-to-be ex-husband, um, is not budging on paying me any spousal maintenance after five years. Yeah. Um, he currently earns ten times my salary. I'm yes. a part-time teaching assistant. And he's telling me that in five years' time, I should have retrained and be earning enough to fully support myself and my two children, who they are 19 and 20, but they do still live with me. Yeah. What's your question to me, Hanny? Uh, well, my question really is, um, do I have a chance of getting him to pay that for longer than five years? How long have you been together? Uh, 26 years married. And how long have you been doing the job that you're doing with that sort of salary? Um, I've been doing it for about 13 years. Yeah, well, then I would suggest yes. But that's not advice. That's simply a suggestion. Um, for okay. Obviously, for advice, I'd need to know a lot more. So please don't don't think that I'm advising you because obviously sure. I can't. Um, but yes, with that with that length of a relationship and the fact that you have been doing that job for a long time... Um, then, yeah, you can't be expected to retrain in a short period of time. You will be given a little bit longer than that, would be my suggestion. Okay. So do you think it's unreasonable then to expect maintenance for him sort of until pensions are drawn? How long How long away is that? Well, that's probably another, tw it's another 20 years. Potentially. Depends on health. Depends on job opportunity, potentially, but I'm not ruling it out. I'd need to know so much more. Difficult questions with, that, you okay. know, with such limited information. Okay. All right? Yeah, that's great. Okay, okay. thank you. Thanks, Hanny. Bye. Uh, toys too far. Let's try again. I think I may have heard you earlier. Have you got a question? My question is, so my husband, um, he's been to court twice. Yeah. Um, first time court order was broke, so he went to court representing himself the second time. Yeah. Um, that was in October. Um, and essentially, the original order was reinstated in terms of every other weekend. But then he's got pro progressively over the next two years, he gets term time holidays. They share the holidays. 
Um, so the first night, first night stay started in December. Went went fine, no problems. We get moving into the second, in terms of two night stay, which should have been last month. Yeah. Mom's just not facilitating it at all. Um, he's supposed to pick him up from school on the Friday, have him till Sunday. Um, on both occasions, he's not got his child. There was a scene at the school the first time, and then the second time this weekend, he didn't attend school on Friday because he was too upset to go. So he's, he's a, my question is, in terms of, he doesn't know what to do now because he doesn't want to lose his two nights, but he feels if he step, takes a step back and avoids, because he doesn't want to upset him and cause a scene at school. Yeah. Mum won't open the door to him at her house. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of, he doesn't know what to do. Does he just continue going to get him on a Friday, knowing that he's not going to get him? But or does he just leave it? I, I think I think there's I think there's a third option as well though. I think we've got to explore why. Why isn't it working? So Dad's tried to do that over the last. So the two nights stop was to to start last month, and Mum leading up until the two nights, Mum was saying, "Oh, he doesn't want to stay. He's unsettled. He gets upset." So my husband has tried to explore it for the since last month. He's been trying to ascertain why he doesn't want to do two naps and she's just not giving anything back she's not saying why she's just saying he's upset and he's unsettled and so on and so on he's six nearly seven yeah when he has his son he does yeah i was just gonna say it's it's not it's not it's not normal for a child just not to want to go and see a parent unless there's (laughs) you know there's some bad vibe going on when they're with that parent um, well, so exactly, and that's what my husband's worried about. Because um, yeah. obviously there isn't anything. He's yeah. perfectly fine here with us. He so, did say at the weekend that he didn't want to stay two nights because he didn't want to be away from mommy for two nights. Mm. Um, and that's, again, my that's, husband mentioned that's, that to mom. That's a lot of responsibility. Like, yeah, that's a lot of responsibility for a six-year-old. Um, exactly. I I would be suggesting uh, mediation in the first instance because I think the problem yeah. here most likely lies with mom. So we really do need yeah. to dig deep. Mediation is voluntary. So if mom doesn't want to go to mediation, then he's going to have to yeah, take the matter back to court. So take the matter back to court would be my suggestion then. Um, yeah. And and, yeah. Ha- and have the court help out there. All right? Yeah, yeah. yeah can, that's what we kind of thought. But he is trying, me. He, is, he has suggested mediation, but she's just let the child decide. It's up to the child if he wants to stay or not. Bit, bit, um, bit young, bit young, bit too much responsibility yeah. for a six-year-old yeah. would be my thoughts. Yeah, okay. All right, oh, really lovely. Important. Okay, thanks. thanks. Bye. Um, Julie, you are next up. I've been waiting a long Hi. time. Hello, what's yes, your okay. question? Hi. Right, so me and my partner, me and my husband, split up in 2015 after a year of marriage. Yeah. Um, the house was in his name, even though I put the deposit and everything down. Um, when we split up, I bought the house off him and gave him quite a lot of, well, half of the equity that we, we gained on the house after owning it 10 years. Yeah. We never actually got divorced. Um, we got back together last year for six months. We've recently split and he's, he's threatening to take half of the house off me again okay. because we're still married. Yeah. He, I'm guessing he can do that. He's entitled to a share, Julie, but not necessarily right. 50%. So are you right. saying you've been married since 2015, we've never had a decree absolute? Yeah, I started divorce proceedings in 2016. But we haven't um, got a decree absolute? We haven't, Okay, no. so we've no, been married. It just and... failed because he never paid, he yeah. never paid for, for the share yeah. of the divorce, so okay. I couldn't afford it, so I just left it. And was there a period of cohabitation before marriage? Yes. How long? Was. How long? Uh, ten years. Ten years. No, sorry. No, sorry. Um, seven years. So seven years up to twenty fifteen, and then you got married. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we didn't buy the house until twenty ten though. So, so we the were renting together. That's okay. That's okay. Um, what I'm trying to work out is the length of the relationship because where we have. Yeah. Periods of cohabitation, and then we go straight into marriage. We count that period of cohabitation. So you've gone from right. initially when you said to me we were married a year and then we split up. This is actually a really long yeah. relationship. 
we've yeah, got yeah. 15 years worth of relationship so is he entitled to 50 percent? i don't know without having a consultation with you because there's a lot more i'd need to know is he entitled mm-hmm. to a share of the property yes you're both entitled right. to a share of all the matrimonial assets okay so they all get put on the table and then we divide yeah. them out in accordance to what's fair and what people need and that's the right. part that you need the advice on um, because okay. I can imagine it's a worry because you're thinking, well, am I going to lose most of the property? Can't afford to buy them out, et cetera, et cetera. What I would say yeah, to you, I Julie, <laughs> well, what I would say is, and, and, and for all the others that are listening, because there's a few hundred on TikTok as well, that's why I always say get the legal advice because once you know what he's entitled to and that, that buyout that you've already done, yeah. we may be able to include that. Once you know, right. then then at mm-hmm. least you can, you know, worry about something that's real. I mean, you might not have to worry, yeah. but do you know what I mean? Because at the moment, you might yeah. be worrying about, about nothing. Well, I might be, because he has also suggested recently via email that we do um, a financial order. Yeah, so definitely recommend that. He's due to come into some inheritance. Ooh, okay. And with his salary, I think he's, he's quite worried that I will go for child maintenance, which I never have done. Yeah, so... He's, he's always provided for his son when we've needed it. We've, we've been on good talking terms up until recently since we've got back together and split. Yeah. So he has always provided for his son. Um. So I've never gone for any, any maintenance, although I've never had a penny to help out with, it, with with anything else. I'm not interested in that. I don't want any maintenance off him, and I think that's what he's scared of me doing, so he's, he's putting the threats in. Okay, I see. Um, definitely get that financial order, Julie, because you'll sever financial ties and you'll always protect that house moving forward. Yeah. All right? Yeah. So... Okay. Start divorce and then you can only do the financial order with a divorce, can't you? Correct. You've got to start that divorce first, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All that's right. Great. That's um. Yeah, that's that's cleared my mind a little bit. I will um. I will get some proper legal advice on that. That's great. good. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks, Julie. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Um, guys, I'm going to wrap it up there. I was attempting to get through everybody with their hand up tonight that is on the um, Discord, but obviously the more hands that I take, the more hands that come. And we, I did do it go over a little bit just to help you guys out, um, but I really do need to call it a night there. Um, it's been a long day. So thank you, everyone that joined me in Discord. I'm back here again Monday at six o'clock to answer more of your family law questions uh, and maybe just to give you guys some guidance on what forms to fill out. That's what we're here for. So please join me then. Thank you to those of you that joined me already and I really hope that you've got something out of that session. Remember that we record all of these and they go out on the podcast. So on the Spotify or wherever it is that you listen to the podcast, the Legal Queen podcast. So you'll be able to listen back to some of these if you want to. Until then, guys, take care and I will speak to you all next Monday. Bye.